Welcome to Dicey Stories, where we tell stories shaped by dice. You're listening to our tabletop role-playing game, Actual Play Podcast, episode 134. Today's episode is another installment in our series, Echoes of Invasion, set in the world of the Battle for Westnoth video game, 30-some years after the Eastern Invasion mainline campaign. It is played using Edge Studios' Genesis role-playing system, with occasional references to the Mythic Game Master emulator's event meaning tables for inspiration. For the story up to this point, visit our website, DiceyStories.com, where you can listen to previous episodes or read the serialized write-ups of our adventures. Now let's get rolling. We've got a story to tell. Uh, how long does it take us to get to where we're going? You reach where you're going, and it is now from your body clock. It's nighttime. I have a very important question, Mary. What do they have for dinner in the fortress? Well, there's usually some sort of meat, bread, stew kind of thing, and ale. Always ale. I hear dwarves make excellent ale. Yeah. You're discussing this as you approach the dwarven fortress. The cave kind of opens up a bit into like a wider section of tunnel, and then that broadens into a cavern. And then you start, there's like structures carved into the stone. So some of it is Mm gate-like with like rampart type things that are manned. Dwarfed. Dwarfed. And some of it is building type structures as well. Um, But this is a definite settlement. You think if you were to stay here overnight, you would not need to make survival checks. (laughs) Um, so, do, is there any sort of contentious thing between dwarves and elves that we're like that is culturally in our Yeah, <laughs> I mean, we'll find out if we didn't as, know about it, but I didn't know if there was something that was like, oh, yeah, don't ever go to that part I of town. As elves, dwarves are generally untrustworthy. There have been several wars between elves and dwarves on this continent, and when the truces happen, they are always uneasy. Okay. There is not currently war going on between elves and dwarves. Right. But there is always unease. Okay. And you know that. You've never met dwarves, but you know that, like, it's another one of those, like, elves were here first. Right. Okay. So it might be enough that we'd be nervous about going in, but not enough that it's like, you know they're going to kill you right when they see you on site. Yeah. It's yeah. not kill on site. It's like, right. oh, I hope they're not going to be jerks. Gosh, I hope those greedy dwarves aren't going to be jerks. <laughs> <laughs> As you get close to where the rampart type things are, there are some guards up there, and so they do like call down a challenge, but Mary Ellen speaks on your behalf and says, you need to tell Trigger that whatever he's doing is interfering with the trade routes, and it costs a crate. So I'm here to get a replacement, and she's gonna she's try to make coming a, in strong. She's gonna try to make a coercion check. Uh, like, trick can help. Okay. There's been a lot of flooding going on, below and above. Okay. So I can offer a blue die, I think is all. I mean, I can help, but yelling up at the guard seems a little impolite. <laughs> Coercion is will-based. Yep. These are just guards. I'm going to flip an evil story point. She has failure with two advantages. They just don't take her seriously? She's just the delivery human. Ugh. Park your carts off on the side there, Lassie. You'll talk to Trigador if he feels like talking to you. So, they're not swayed. There are advantages here, so they don't take exception to the fact that she's 
brought elven enforcers with her? <laughs> Look, every caravan needs a couple of guards. I'm a sorceress that wields a sword. I've already been in battle once today. Um, I'm just a guy that gets shot. They let you into the fortress, and uh, dinner's not closed yet for the night, so you are dinner. able to each get a, a bread bowl. Yeah, I tell Mary, like, we're pretty beat. Uh, you, you've had a long day, too. I don't know about this. What What was this guy's name you're talking about? Trigger. Trigger. I don't know. Is he up late? He's late? Why don't we talk to him in the morning? Okay. Are you on morning night underground, or does that not even matter? Um, what time is it? It's late. And she tries to maintain a regular schedule so that when she gets above ground, she's not messed up. She thinks dwarves still count days the same way that... Well, I mean, you've been working with them. You know, there's patches where light comes in oh, okay. now and then, so they probably set their clocks by that. They've got candles What's to measure clock? hours. Yeah. yeah, that's what I was just like, to clocks? Because I mean, no. if anyone had clocks, the dwarves would have them. That's true. Okay, we get a meal. So how do we handle money in this thing? Is it just a non-issue or... For... I don't money think, only matters for important things. I don't think it's fun to count money. Because I have euros. I don't know what these guys say. <laughs> <laughs> Elvish euros. <laughs> I will do a parlor trick for them to earn our dinner. So I think, yes, there is money like in the world. But I think also there is a, a hospitality type issue. Okay. Right? So like when travelers come through, first off, villages are way more safer than the wilderness. And so you wouldn't really turn somebody away unless you had a reason to. Right. But also, travelers carry information. There's not newspapers. There's not telegraphs. For people to know what's going on in the world, people have to take the risk to travel. And so people can use news as payment as okay. well. What I'm hearing is Trick needs to tell these people ridiculous stories. You going to sing for your supper? Uh, he's not saying, you know, tell about the encounter in the, the swamp. The nefarious the swamp zombies. You're going to tell people about swamp zombies? Yes. Okay. Uh, that took a grand alliance. That should get us a meal and a yeah. bed for the night. A grand alliance of elves, humans, and saurians to defeat these swamp zombies. Are you telling this as recent news? Or are you telling this as, here's an exciting story? No, this is recent news. This is our, a great battle we fought in recently. The scale probably sounds grander than it was. Okay. We narrowly convinced the Saurians to assist us. They're uh, small and scaly, adept negotiators. <laughs> oh, now they're adept negotiators. In the story, yes. If they're lousy negotiators, oh, then it's not impressive that I brought them on. Okay. Are you doing a burst check? If you want it to be a burst check, yes. I think it should be. I'll, I'll spend a story point so I have a... A fake skill? A fake skill. Just, that's appropriate for trick. There's a, a modest group of people here. I think we are looking at a three purple sized group because I don't think Trick would settle for a smaller audience. No, I don't think so. I think we go to one like, oh, we can go to this place. Like, that's too small. Yay, story. Yes. <laughs> Two successes, one threat, and a triumph. Oh my goodness. I can see what's important to you here. <laughs> Do I want to successfully roll anything in your little side quest? No. No, it's just a side quest. Do I want to successfully tell stories? Triumphantly, yes. You succeed. You take a strain. I have an alternative idea for the threat. Oh, for the threat? That, okay. like, word gets around to, like, there's some elves in town. Okay, we'll do that with the threat. I have some ideas for the triumph. Okay. I think the triumph should be used for somebody of importance to hear your story and be present. I think that works. My question to you is... Do you want that to be somebody who has already been named as being associated with what is going on down here, 
or do you want that to be a dwarven bard? Oh. <laughs> I think it could be a dwarven bard. That's an interesting. Of course, in my head, I was always assuming the bard is going to be human, but that's silly. It doesn't have to be. <laughs> a dwarven bard. That's the perfect use of a chart. Okay. Who, a dwarf bard who is well aware, like, this is a ridiculous story, but that's a good story. I think the dwarf bard is sitting there, essentially, like, analyzing your technique. He or she is smoking some sort of pipe. I was not prepared for the bard. Character. You can just say, like, that catches his eye, and it can... Okay. But he wants to observe for a little bit. All right. So don't feel yes. like you have to introduce that character now. Okay. So it is, like, camera pans over to dwarf sitting at table in corner... Possibly, whose audience has turned away. <laughs> First, he's a little annoyed, or he, they're a little annoyed. Like, who's this elf upstart? And then they're like, that, those are whole tired tropes. Well, it's also like, well, that's a good idea. And Triple like, alliance. Oh, but they're tropes for a reason. <laughs> All right. So that means that when you do encounter somebody associated with that is actually going on, they will not already have a positive disposition towards you or anything like that. Right. End of this day. Rumor has gotten around that there are elves in the fortress. Mm -hmm. Elves have infiltrated the fortress. Two of them. There was one threat. One and a half elves have infiltrated the fortress. <laughs> we get to sleep in a bed or on a floor with straw? Yes, you get to sleep on a floor with straw, which is better than other conditions you've slept in. It's an adventure. I mean, you know, I I've do, never I, slept underground before. I do miss my bed. I don't know why they don't have nicer sheets, but... It's an adventure. Okay, and that is the end of that day. So, can we actually heal wounds for those of us that yep. were bad? Heal one wound food. overnight? Yep, All heal right. one wound overnight. <laughs> now the bats have a taste for elvish blood. Yeah. <laughs> you also, in the morning, your strain is completely restored. All right. Oh, I'll try some of this. Dwarven. Dwarven? Dwarvish? I'm not sure which adjective they right. use. Well, Just dwarf? Would be Quickie. dwarfish. That would probably be what we would assume, right? That's the real problem between elves and dwarves. Dwarvish. Adjectives. Humanish, elvish. Yeah. Dwarvish, orcish. Definitely orcish. The humans don't even bother. They just use human as the noun and the adjective. I'm going to use humanish, I think. <laughs> Humonic. <laughs> okay. This is the next day. What is your approach to what you're doing here? She, Mary, could introduce us to whoever knows more slash is in charge of what is causing this weekly... So you join Mary as she goes to complain to the person in charge? Well, yes, but we normally have different purposes, but we're supporting her cause. She's supporting our cause. Okay. Trick Manu seems to have a plan for this. Uh, look, we got to find out what it is. Maybe they don't even know that they're causing this kind of problem. Okay. So you, you go with her to a place that has a giant chalkboard with lots of boxes with many X's. So there's like a large slate. Highest among the dwarves is the accountant. You guys, please make a lore check to be this able to read dwarf script. How difficult? Average? Is it average? Uh, no, I've already used up all my successes. Um, one success. He's got terrible handwriting. It does, to you, trick, Manu, look like terrible handwriting. Like, these dwarves don't know how to form letters. Maybe it's a form of secret so no one else can read his accounting ledger. Have or <laughs> his list of different types of weapons. Okay, are we in there by ourselves? No. Okay. Mary Ellen has brought you to this place. I'm just describing what the place is like. Okay. So there is a giant chalkboard up 
with lists of whole bunches of weapons, bunches of boxes next to each of these weapon types, right. and X's. So, like, there's a histogram type thing going on here. Okay. If only so, I succeeded. Oh, I could have told you just to erase them. So then you said that, and I said, that looks like a list of weapons. And then I don't know if I can take note of what, if there's anything that seems like it's more often, or if it's just generic weapons. What kind of weapon is an arc? Or if they're, like, axes for everyone, and a little bit of these things, or... Swarf? There's, like, basic weaponry, like swords and knives. Like, there's a lot more boxes next to them. Okay. And, and then there's, like, more obscure weapon types that, like, have okay. fewer boxes. But there's a whole bunch of empty squares, and then a whole bunch of those have X's through them. Okay. Can and I, I wanted to whisper, ask Mary a question. Mary is not next to you. Oh, okay, Mary has gone up to talk to somebody by the chalkboard. Somebody who has a very long stick, like a dual cube, yeah. essentially, that is chalk at the end. So Mary goes up to them and she says that something that Trigadur is doing disrupted the trade roads and washed out her cart. And so half of the crates that she was supposed to transport, the goods got lost and like it's the dwarf's fault and they need to give her a new replacement crate. And this dwarf pulls his stick down, like switches out the chalk color on the end of it, puts the stick back up and like circles a few of the the X'd off boxes, and then he calls a, a lackey to go get Trigadur because this is like above his pay grade. Right. <laughs> He's just the accountant for it. I'm just the one with the stick. The leader of the dwarves is known as the accountant. And Despite there are an other carts nearby that some crates are getting loaded onto and things like that. How estimating, how large a stash of weapons do they have here? So it looks like there are... Not a super huge amount of weapons currently present, but looking at the histogram, the weapon histogram, mm -hmm. it looks like this is more than what would be take what it would take to arm all of the elves in Esperin Forest. Not just your neighbors, like every little settlement of elves, is all it, your little neighboring villages in Esperin. This is more weapons than it would take to. Is it clear if this is a pickup or drop off location? It seemed like Mary was dropping off, but then she asked for another crate. She picks up weapons from here to take. Okay, so she, away. in fact, has... She She's, picked up a bunch of weapons, went out, and has to come back. She was in the process of taking weapons away from here when right. her cart got washed out. Right, right. So she's losing time, too. Yes. And so these dwarves are making the weapons that she is supposed to be delivering to somebody else. Yes, to South Bell. She did not say. Yes, said that she said this cave took it all the way there. She did say that. Okay, I understand that. So are dwarves, well, maybe we don't know. I was going to say, are they known to be like suppliers of weapons and that's kind of their primary trade? The reputation of dwarves is that they are excellent stone and metal workers. Because it might even be more than they would need. Even elves would grant that dwarves are excellent smiths. I mean, some of their, their blades are of Comparable to some elvish I mean, sword manufacturers. Beavers make excellent dams. And then Mary Ellen turns over her shoulder to you guys. These guys want to talk to Trigger also. And this wharf is like, Wassie, Wadi, come this way. Thank you. This wall of accounting is just impressive. So mundane, yet so imposing. <laughs> the weight of the numbers. The accountants have their own special script they use to more compactly contained information. It's called X's and O's. Yeah. A system invented by one, Tali. I think it's just dwarvish, isn't it? 
in his memoir later, uh, Triple Recorders. Uh, we go to talk to Trigador. Yes. There is a dwarf. He has got a little bit of soot around him. He wears basic leathers, and he's got a knife on his belt, and he's got some sort of strange pole strapped over his shoulder. And uh, he comes out. What's this all about, then? Trigador, I am a... Trick Manus is my cousin uh, Hebelonia from Esperin Forest. We started noticing recently the water has gone bad. We traced it back to the swamp that's immediately above your fortress here. And once a week, with every phase of the moon, there's the earth shakes, quakes, and great bubbles come up through the swamp, tainting the water even further. I'm surprised pointy ears such as yourself have ventured all the way down here just to tell me what the time of day is. Yeah, that doesn't happen in most swamps. We come down here... <laughs> I've lost track of why we care, but yeah. it, now, now we're here. Now, Is there something that you it. do on a weekly basis that releases this toxic gas? He kind of like folds his arms. I suppose the race was a chance that something like that would happen. And he just like kind of nods to himself and sort of like... He sees how such a thing could be true. Yeah. Like, well, that's an interesting like... A theory. S- theory, yes. Pretty much. If that's all, then... It's also causing flooding in your own caves, as Mary here will attest. Yeah, and then Mary gets all persnickety again about, like, your cousin is flooding, and then... Like, Trick tries to almost, like, calm her down, you know. There's nothing, nothing you could have done. It's my out of my pocket. It's your fault. Uh, yes. And Trigdor is just dismissive? He's not dismissive. I would say it's more like you haven't made a point. You've described something, right? and he's acknowledged, yes, yes, I could see like that would happen. But it's like, whatever you're talking about is not... Yes, it's abstract. An interesting thought exercise to him. Yes. And it's sort of like, you haven't... We haven't requested anything. Right. Right. you're, You're just describing things. You're essentially like... Making scientific observations that you're sharing with him is yeah. like what he's what right. his perspective okay. is. Okay. I mean, well, Trigador, could we investigate to see? We're trying to solve the mystery. The water is tainted. We need to drink that water. So we need to make it not tainted. If something you're doing is tainting the water, we need to help you fix that. Or you need to go drink other water. Look, it's it's in everyone's interest to have water that's safe to drink. It's not in my interest what water's in a swamp way above my head. Fill in the quotas in my interest. You realize, and I think this is probably a deception check at this point. <laughs> well, we um, don't know what it's doing to their water supply. Yeah, it's bad for the Saurians upstairs, and I don't know why. <laughs> he will interrupt you yeah. with a laugh that he doesn't care what's bad for Saurians. Right, well, if the Saurians are in ill spirits, they're the only thing keeping the walking corpses in check. And if the walking corpses aren't in check, they're going to walk into your cave. And that, I don't think you want to deal with that. That sounds like a coercion check. It is, but it's also a total lie, because I have no idea that this is what's... Right, but you're using it as a threat. Uh, yeah, I want to make it seem serious to him. Also, I'm terrible at coercion. I understand your character sheet is terrible at coercion, right. but you are being coercive. I'll start with coercion. Okay. see where we end up. Uh, what is his discipline, then? It is a purple and two reds. Dwarves are willful. Okay. I fail, as expected, with two advantages, though. Okay. Perhaps he does not take this threat seriously, but... Yeah. Understands that weak-willed elves would be concerned. Right. 
if undead start walking the hallways, the dwarves will cut him down. Like, well, that's a good solution, actually. Like, he's <laughs> like, we've lived in these caves for centuries. Mal Ravenel's forces didn't clear us out. Whatever is lingering around upstairs isn't going to clear us out either. Is he going to make any kind of social rule? Yes. To, like, just get us to go away at this point? He... What would the role be here? What's the I'm dismissing you role? Could be a leadership. Yeah, that's... Like, all right, I'm done with you. Appreciate you letting me know. Good luck. We have the forces in place to handle this. It almost could be a cool check, but that would be more like, okay, I'll take that into consideration. Yeah, we'll say it's a leadership check, which he has one level of leadership. He's trying to convince three of us. And are you clever retorting? Yes. That is, in fact, exactly why I asked. Yeah, I thought that was why you asked. Got the talents, got to make sure I use it. And you had two advantages, even though you failed your check. Yeah, it's good that our black die. You know, he feels bad for us, you know, poor weak elves. He has a ridiculous number of threats, but he is successful with triumph. Nice. He's got six threats here. You want to learn stuff about his motivations and things that you can use to help you? <sighs> or you want to learn something about, like, his superiors so you can go over his head? That's a thought. Well, one thing, too, is that we don't actually know that that's where the problem's coming from. So that's really what we need to find out. Is a, That's kind of the mystery we're trying to solve. Are the threats that, like, like he dismisses us, he's not going to help us. But, like, if we want to investigate it further, like, he doesn't actually care. And he's like, if you want to poke around in the forge, like, you might guess. Like, an elf is no threat to, to this. Like, that could be his mess of threats. It, I don't know if he had led us in the operation, but that was kind of what was going on in my mind, was that we don't actually know that this is the source of the problem, but it would be nice to be able to check it out. Yeah. Because we don't have to convince anybody of anything if this isn't it. That's true. Presumably their water supply comes through here too. <laughs> so. well, yes, but they probably get their water upstream. Yeah. So he's definitely not going to say, like, feel free to look around, because he doesn't care if they are the source of the problem. Right. So he's not, like, looking to help you with an investigation or anything. Sure. I mean, maybe he could worry that if there's something happening that's shaking, that it could be causing structural problems, that they could have problems. That's possible. Like, if they're causing cracking in the swamp, one day the swamp might just rain over them. Yeah. Or maybe he could give us information on somebody who might actually really care. Oh, yeah, he could give up, like, you know, look, this is not my problem. The only person who could, who could make me change it is so-and-so. That's a possibility. He could give some key information about that. Okay. He is going to take into consideration that effects of his operations are actually reaching the swamp above, and that he may need to change some things to prevent swamp leakage back down here. Okay. So he's going to tell you you can look around. Right. And he's going to give you an escort. He's going to say, my two fine apprentices, two burly dwarves, Excellent. will uh, show you around. So essentially, like, he's sending a spy along so that he can learn what you know. He doesn't want to deal with you guys. He's got more important things to do. But he's going to let you guys look around, and he's going to have minders with you. And he is going to say, though, that his work is important for his clan, and only his lord can declare it finished. So what happens when you fill up all the checkboxes on your chalkboard? Does that mean you're done? <laughs> you grab a piece of chalk and run over. <laughs> That's the clever retort. That is uh, that is amusing. He says 
when all those boxes are checked off, this job will be fulfilled. But what he does say also... Does he give up information about who's receiving these weapons? Yes. So what he says is, when all those boxes are checked off, Maravir will have everything she needs. But humans, they like to think they're not like orcs. Both shut up at the same time, though, didn't they? And they both fight among themselves. Let me rephrase that. He's selling the two sides. Let me rephrase that so you don't think that that's what he means. Okay. What he says is, humans, they like to think they're not like orcs, but they fight among themselves just as much. And orcs and humans both showed up on our shores at the same time, didn't they? Oh, okay. On yeah. our shores, not in his shop. <laughs> right. Yes, on our shores. I mean, he's not wrong about that. Hepa's like, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> definitely dwarves don't fight each other. Yeah, so, so he says, I'm sure after Meravir, there'll be other purchasers lined up. Some but that's, weapons. that's Lord Knutin's job to arrange. I'll just keep working the forges. Well, yeah, I mean, we already know there's different factions, because that's what Kachin told us. Right. But his and he, he has a triumph. He dismisses us. Yeah. He gets rid of you, yeah. which from his perspective is a triumph, because he doesn't want to deal with you guys. He's got more important things to do. Uh, you guys, if you wish, may make a perception check as he turns to leave. I really want to know what that thing on his back is for, the pole. Stoking mechanism. You can, uh, how about you can add a blue die to your roll? This is two purples. I actually succeed. Two successes. No, I have two threats. You really want to know that pole thing is. I do. But... Maybe I can ask Mariana if she knows what the pole But, uh, <laughs> you don't notice take details the... about it. Take the threat as strain. This is a perception check. You have threats on it. You should notice something that upsets you in some way. <laughs> but I don't know your character well enough to know, like, what would actually upset you? So maybe part of what they do here is like recycling old junk to get the metal. Would destroying an object upset Hepa? I mean, it could be there's like a poster on the wall that makes fun of elves or something. How about this? I will tell you something. Whether it upsets you or not, that's up to you to decide, but it does increase the threat level. Okay. Which is that you notice some trolls, oh. which is an entirely different thing. Right. Trolls even taller than elves, huge, bluish, grayish. Pointy ears, usually bald, big, burly, really strong creatures. Okay. You notice some trolls being ushered along by dwarves out of one passage and then down another passage. Like they're trying to control the trolls? They are controlling them. Like they're trying to control the trolls? But in my mind, they're just oh, like... Oh, you yeah. might think that they, yes, they could get out of hand. Yeah, that I think maybe is what the kind of the threat is that... I don't know why they have trolls, and I'm assuming trolls kind of have a reputation for being dangerous. Yeah, trolls are huge and strong. Yeah. So, do I trust that dwarves have that under control? Um, no. no so, that's that's what you notice. Right. Huge and strong, regrows limbs. Okay, so then do I take strain for that? Just the fact that this dangerous situation is present is the threat. Okay. You have succeeded your role. Yes. You are very certain that this pipe on his back is a weapon of some sort. It is a long tube. It flares out at the end. Oh, okay, okay. It has some sort of wooden piece it clearly at the like other it's, end. It's like a crossbow without any strings. or Like, a crossbows have a stock. Does it have a stock? It has the shape that indicates it is a missile weapon. Okay. But the closest thing you can think of is, like, maybe it's like a... A dark gun, like a yeah, like a blow gun. Yeah, except it doesn't look like there's an opening at the other end. It looks like there's something to like. Dwarfs have bagpipes. Maybe he could add another pipe to it. 
to blow out. This just helps you aim. So that thing on his back is a weapon. That's good to know. Yeah, isn't it? <laughs> Not me, I saw trolls. Yeah. <laughs> All right, but well, we got some some guides. Yes. So we can check out the forge and the refinery. Walk wherever you want, and they're just going to like kind of like hover behind you. Sure. Where do you guys go to have fun? Back to the ale house. Where's the brewer? Or do you get a day for it? They will take you to the brewer. Wait, I thought we were looking at the operation. Coolest. <laughs> I mean, I guess we have time. Mary Ellen is not coming with you to the brewer. I assume she she needs to like make up time and get out of here relatively yeah, yeah. soon. So I, I like wish her well on her yeah. trips. You're parting ways with Mary Ellen. She has uh, served her purpose. I, uh, you know, if she's in the trade route, I tell her she should stop by the east side of Esperin Forest sometime. There might be some things to trade. Things to cart? Today, you're a carter. But what if the, you owned the things on your cart? Or you could hook up. Or there's with... people there who might want to put things on your cart. There's people selling distilled items. Yeah. They might are be lazy some... and don't want to carry potatoes uphill. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> there's some people who hate transportation who might be able to but hire you. But have goods. <laughs> and you don't have to do it underground. Okay. When framed that way, that there's things to, like, to transport, she will... She, she doesn't consider herself an entrepreneur quite. She makes note of, like, the landmarks or whatever, and... Yeah. Uh, yeah, you see see a fellow, Kanye Marvin, tell him that Trick and Heffa sent you. Okay. Trick, well, the side team, Jack, does, uh, you, you're not connected to Earl Gwedry at all, right? <laughs> yeah, I didn't think so. That's, like, the party. Yeah. We haven't met anybody that's connected to Yeah, <laughs> pretty sure they're funding some kind of rebellion. <laughs> good thing it's not our problem. As long as the water's good and yeah. the swamp doesn't come flooding in here, I guess. All right, but you're taking him to the alehouse. Let's then. go to the alehouse. Now I'm actually a little bit curious to see what you're doing. <laughs> One, like, I just want to get a little friendly with them. I want to see, like, can we sample some? Would be, Is that okay? Or is it, it would be uncouth for... Can you tell me what your goal is? To get friendly a little bit with these guys, possibly get them drunk, but not drunk myself. With the idea of ditching them? Not necessarily ditching, but so they're much less observant. Loose-lipped or? Loose-lipped or so they're less observant about what we know and what we're doing. Okay. So if you just want like a resilience deck or I'm going to skullduggery deception not drink as much. Well, Hepa gets like floored. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I probably... You can choose not to drink. I would drink a little because that would be yeah. polite, but I wasn't planning to get drunk. Okay, you are going to try to outdrink a dwarf. I mean, if it succeeds, it'll be a great story. I'm going to watch Trick Manu try to outdrink a dwarf. I'm curious to see how this goes. This is what we're going to do. Accelerated encounter. I don't need to necessarily go full on accelerated encounter, but we are going to do ramping difficulties. Okay, I like that. And it's going to be their resilience and... You want to use Skullduggery? Or probably Skullduggery, that makes more sense than Deception. Yeah. It's like a sleight of hand. So, Lex, if you would kindly roll on behalf of the dwarves. Okay. The dwarves are going to be rolling two yellows. And we're going to start with no difficulty. Just a a sit. Start. Roll. I have failure with two advantages. They got a success with two advantages. I have to drink the first one, otherwise it'll, it'll look bad. Right. You, maybe you want to use story points, too. <laughs> I only have one. All right, first round goes to the dwarves. Yep. 
Second round. Now there's one purple added. Okay. You can each add a blue die to your rolls because you had the advantages from last time. Okay. I mean, I don't know if I know what you're doing, but is there anything I can do to be a little distracting and help trick? Oh. I could ask questions about the ale because that's what I'm good at is asking questions. That is true. Okay. You can make a roll. Uh, it's going to be a charm check for you. Okay. Charm is opposed by their cool. So they have two purples. So if you succeed this check, we'll upgrade what he's doing. I do not. I just okay. a wash. Okay. I will never find out how they make that. The secrets of dwarven ale. All right. Roll. Four advantages. Five successes and an advantage. Wow, you really... Double scold. fisting. You scold <laughs> the plant. I'm filling up my water skin because yeah. I had to empty it. Okay. Now there's two purples. They can take two blue dice on this roll. If there's a different tactic that Hepa could think of to help trick... Give them bigger... You'll offer to fill the mugs, give them bigger glasses, or... What about, like, could I use healing to make him less drunk? Like, the oh. spell? Oh, yes. <laughs> Grapples is the only other thing I can do. No, no, this is... That's a good idea. This is you expanding what you view your healing magic as capable of doing. Yeah, so we're going to cheat at a drinking contest. You're already cheating. Yeah. This is the deal. To make him not drunk is base of two purples if you are engaged with him. So if you're like sitting right there with him. So I think I, I think you're doing that. Cool. Yeah. Okay. And it will cost you two strength. Okay. Yeah. Success with one threat. Oh, magical threat. So that's either a wound or two strain for you. I'm trying to think of how, I mean, with healing, I'm trying to think of how I could put that on myself. Which I could hurt myself just doing that, or maybe I should just take the two strain. So if you want to take the two strain as the repercussion, I think I would describe it as you feel a little tipsy yourself now. Okay, yeah, so maybe it comes back to me. Yeah. The mechanical effect of this is an it's upgrade. An upgrade. I mean, the other thing that I could do is just it opens up my wound. I'm already injured. Oh. It's up to you whether you want to do it as the strain or as the wound. Because it's healing. Well, let's do the wound because it's healing. Okay. So it is your wounds getting slightly worse, and part of that is the stress you are putting on your system. Right. Extending the magic in a way you've never had before. Right. You haven't practiced this application. I mean, this is sort of a creative thing. Okay. You're supposed to channel it into the ground. <laughs> so this is now roll versus two purples. Yep. They get the dwarves two get two blue dice. You have your upgrade and the blue die. Yep. Roll it. Three points negative two. They have a wash. Trick, you're going to take a black die on your next roll. Yep. Three purples is the difficulty now. Is Have I have anything else to help Trick at this point? You've almost got a Trick. You're up eight to one. I mean, I don't know what else I can help with. I tried Charm, so that was a social thing. Uh, just, you know, words of encouragement. Like, you can do this. Or... I mean, that's, that's worth a blue die. As opposed to you make a check and he gets yeah. a chance for an upgrade. You can just do the eight another. I'm just trying to think if there's anything else that I could do that would be a different... I mean, unless I can use the crystal to make the beer cold and makes it even better. Oh, it actually tastes good. <laughs> if you use the crystal with your current understanding oh, yeah. of the crystal, you will create a snowstorm. Yeah. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, that's that's a little too obvious. You haven't studied the crystal. That's true. And it's, I don't know. I mean, I've See, used it already a bit. Save forge and make it boogie out of here. Maybe I just aid you in that. Unless I could use a knowledge of something. Is there some medical assistance from the pack of poultices? I feel like... Putting something in your drink would yeah. that would be a medical thing, but it would also be like a skull degree. Yeah, yeah. So I think just the generic yeah. encouragement, but I'm upgrading yours. Yeah, that's fair. All right. 
two successes and a threat. I have total wash. They're gaining on you, Trick. I'm running out of tricks. That's the problem. Okay, but I don't have that black guy anymore. I could try to help with, I don't do storytelling, but maybe I could use a knowledge of something just to, but I already tried that with Yeah, you, you did try that. Unless there's something I can do mechanically or pull out my sample of bog iron, be like, look what we found. That might <laughs> actually distract. Dwarf? <laughs> Inferior metal. If you consume your bog iron sample. Sure. So, like, you're essentially giving it away. I really had nothing I was going to do with it. I was like, what am I going to do with all these samples? So, no, that would be a great use of the yep. bog iron sample. So that buys you an upgrade. Woohoo! You have consumed a resource for this purpose. Yep. They're like, look at this crazy iron. Yeah, what and do you now, think about this? Yeah. Now dwarves will know about bog iron. No, no. Well, see, now they have reason to care about the swamp, though. Mm-hmm. And then they can deal with the saurians and the undead. All right. Four purples. This final round. They have two failures. I have one failure... And a triumph. So, final tally, five rounds of drinking combat. Dwarf team won. I don't mean they won. Yeah, they have net one success. Trick Manu, net seven successes. Well, and concludes with a triumph. You were trying to accomplish something with this drinking contest. I was contest. trying to accomplish something. You succeeded in winning a drinking contest against two dwarves due to your sneakiness. Sneakiness. I get them on our, our good side. I think Trick, it doesn't bother to say, you know what, I will admit Dwarven Ale is better than Elvish Cider. You know, I drank enough of it now to know, uh, tell you what, let's go take a look at that forge, huh? I bet you two are excellent smiths. And that's why Trigador asked you to show us around. So I want to, like, appeal to their sense of, like, yeah, they are good. Even though, like, clearly they've been given guard duty because they're not good smiths. So are you using this triumph to get these guys on your side? Yeah, I want them to be helpful, actually. Okay. Butter and, like, them. they're also kind of... I mean, they have one success, so they're probably not drunk, actually. Okay. But friendly. But like, finally, a friendly elf. And I'm glad to get rid of this bog iron, because I was yeah. like, I'm it's just going to have samples. Right, and the cost is that you must name these two dwarves. Oh, boy. Just first names. Yeah, two friendly dwarves. Davin and Port. Two human. Davin and Port. So, we are going to start next session exploring the forge with friendly guards. They have an import on the guards. For the purpose of determining how the dwarven operation affects the water of the local ecosystem. For our ecological survey that we had to <laughs> win a drinking battle to help us do. And, like, it's a negotiation trick. I them, like, show us on the forge, and I won't tell anyone that an elf beat you in a drinking contest. <laughs> okay. Because even Trick knows no one will believe that story. So it doesn't matter if how true or sort of true it is. Well, you are half human. Well, yes. So that's the trade that Trick makes. <laughs> I won't tell anybody. You will. You'll tell everybody. Okay. Well, what I won't tell any other dwarves. That's yeah. the only people they care about. So, you successfully helped Mary Ellen the Carter. Yep. You drank some Dwarven Bardigards under the table. And... We survived some bats. You oh, I was totally forgetting about the bats. <laughs> I forgot about the bats too. That totally feels like the beginning quest. You have to clear out the spiders on my cellar. Yeah. <laughs> that was mostly like a hey, this is a dangerous environment that you guys are totally not prepared for. <laughs> no, not at our level. <laughs> and I feel like you know you learn a lot through failure, 
And you guys failed a whole lot. A <laughs> whole lot. Let's see what the final tally on failures was. So I am actually going to give you 20 XP this 20 week. 20 XP. we got to fail more often. For fail forward. Essentially three significant encounters and tons of failures. Much obliged. I'll try to keep failing that much. listening to Echoes of Invasion, set in the world of the Battle for Westnoth video game, and played using Edge Studios' Genesis role-playing system. Our GM was Jen, and our players were Lex and Daniel. For the serialized, narrative write-up of this adventure, visit us at DiceyStories.com. Our character art is by Del Borovic. See her work at DelBorovic.com. Our music is sampled from Return to Westnoth by Matthias Westland aka West, licensed under CC by SA 4.0, part of the Battle for Westnoth project. Visit them at westnoth.org. Until next time, this is Dicey Stories reminding you, the only thing that separates you from knowledge is experience. <laughs>